Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Dana K. White. I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 389. Y'all, we're getting really close to 400, which means at 400, I will, if I remember in time, interview my husband for the podcast because I've done that for the other hundreds episodes. And uh, it's a fun thing to talk about right now because I have a husband and wife on here to do a strategy session, which I thought was really great. thought it was extra fun that uh, they wanted to do this session together and they were lovely and it was, it was just fun. I just really enjoyed it. Uh, So I think you're going to enjoy our conversation. Don't forget, if you want to learn more about what it means to be a patron of the show, go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. Okay, here's the conversation. I actually have two guests with me today. Y'all are related to each other, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're married. (laughs) Distantly, yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, Joanne, why don't you go first? Tell me about you and your unique life situation. Okay. Uh, Well, we've been married 34 years and we have two grown children. One lives with us and I'm a a freelance writer and I have an educational ministry for a long time as a substitute teacher, but I've really cut back on that. Okay. Scott, what do you have to add to that? Or tell me a little bit about you too. Well, I was in the Navy for 12 years, uh, serving on a, a nuclear-powered carrier as an engineer. Now I'm an engineer that uh, helps design the reactor plants for the carriers and submarines. Very cool. And then coming toward the end of my career, looking to retire in about three years. Oh, congratulations. That. That's exciting. So tell me a little bit about how you ended up doing this together, this podcast. We were driving back from a wedding in Ohio to New York, upstate where we live, and um, I I wanted him to listen to the this one podcast about um, the daily tasks. I said, could we please just listen to this one together? Because I wanted us to try it together. And um, that one finished, and he said, well, are there more? Oh, you have so no idea. There are so <laughs> many more. <laughs> yes. So we basically ended up listening to your podcast that whole entire drive home from Ohio to upstate New York. And and he was totally on board with me. And we um, did the Take Your House Back course. And we did an all-day decluttering together. And that was really powerful. And uh, we're just working on, we're working together on decluttering and getting ready to move when he retires. Scott, tell me the same story from your perspective. Well, like she said, uh, she wanted me to listen to your podcast, and whenever she asks me to do stuff, I'm always hesitant at first, and it always turns out to be a, a great idea, and <laughs> really get into it. But your podcast, I, I liked it because you're very authentic about what you were talking about, and because you're experiencing the same thing that all us other people who are cluttered, you know, go through, so it uh, helped make it, you know, personal and really show that you cared about your listeners. Well, thank you. You weren't just in it for the money or anything. Oh, I'm in it for the money. It's a good part of it, but uh, no, <laughs> I'm joking. Cause there's going to be some people who are like, I knew it. Yeah. Anyway, um, no. Dallas, I'm from Dallas. And, okay. 
you don't have to have millions of dollars to benefit from the advice of a financial advisor. My husband and I not only have to make decisions about our own financial planning needs, but we also have to field questions from our kids who are now on their own. That's why I was excited to hear about the on-demand financial planning for absolutely everyone from Fearless Finance. Their business is built on making financial advice accessible and affordable. They make things easy to understand and keep the stress out of making investment choices. With Fearless Finance, you meet your planner virtually who will advise you on your financial journey. Are you paying back student loans, saving for your first house? Maybe you just want to make sure your finances are okay. You can ask all your questions and get answers, no judgment. You'll be charged an hourly rate, no long-term commitment, no minimum required. Visit fearlessfinance.com today. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit, and you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use the code CLEAN. So tell me, where were you in the process, Joanne, before you made him listen to that pod, that episode? Well, I mean, keeping house is something I've always struggled with, and um, I always feel like I can barely keep up with the regular tasks of keeping up house, letting alone tackling clutter and other things like that. And I've always been very busy, used to work a few jobs. And of course I was raising kids and so I had a really busy decade followed by um, a really stressful decade when my parents were, uh, had Alzheimer's. And I had to do a lot of work on their house because they had a family member living with them who was hoarding. And I had to do a lot of work cleaning that out. And all I could think about was, I need to be at home in my own house doing this, not for somebody else. So I've been striving to get better and get going and declutter and, and really make a difference. And that's where I was. Okay. And so you had found the podcast and already listened to several episodes or or... I had listened to several episodes. I had read both your books. Did you have anything else? If you had anything else, I did it too. She joined your Patreon. Okay. So oh, that was yeah. before. So you were already a patron before you brought him on, in on it. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Scott, had you, had you seen any change? Had you noticed a difference in how she was doing things or... We can cut this out. I probably wasn't as attentive as I should have been Mm -hmm. and uh, more supportive. And, uh, and that helped me realize that I need to be, you know, because, you know, she's super busy being a mom, uh, trying to bring, bring in income to support the family and stuff. And so, yeah, this has been a learning experience for me knowing that, you know, we need to work as a team to, to get this decluttering done. So we can simplify our lives and move on. Yeah. Exactly. What, what was the first thing that y'all kind of did together once you started working together on this? I think the daily tasks. The daily tasks. Um, we, we haven't really uh, solidified all of those, but doing, doing the dishes makes a huge difference. Sweeping. Um, yep. Sweeping. (laughs) he, He does that. We're trying to, we're not very diligent about the five minute pickup. And I figured, I figured it out. It's, I'm kind of waiting for us to do it together and we don't, that doesn't necessarily happen because we have different things that we're doing. So I just need to do it myself. Just yeah. do it. Well, time. and I think that's, that's the key right there for everybody. Cause I, I guarantee you there are people listening going, well, I wish my husband was on board, right? Like, and 
we can't all, we can't guarantee that, whatever. Let's all go on road trips and let's say, hey, listen to this podcast. But <laughs> but I do think what you said right there is key. Like we can't wait for each other to do the five minute pickup because the more often you do it on your own, the more likely you are to actually remember to do it when you're together. And then that could build more into that. But it's like, especially if you're still at a point where you're still working on it and it's not like everything's just perfect and you're maintaining at this point, then it's like, well, if you each do one and you do one together, great. We can use that, you know. And the doing all day declutter together, that was pretty phenomenal. So what all, how much did you get out that day? Probably three or four of those big plastic bags that you have, have us get. And a pl- more, even more boxes of stuff to donate to uh, local, you know, charities. That's great. Missions, city missions and goodwills and things like that. Well, I learned really to trust. Um, well, not not that I didn't trust. I just would think you would say something and I'd say, well, I don't think that applies to me. Like storing all the containers with their lids on. And so when you started with that, he started pulling everything out, putting lids on and then putting a portion of it back. And I was like, (gasps) but then I just, I realized, okay, okay. He's on board with this. I've got to support this. And we don't need all those extra things. We don't need them. So now everything's stored with the lid on. Have you seen how awesome it is to store them that way? I have. I have. Mm -hmm. So now I say, okay, bathroom clutter is a thing. Dana said it. She knows and just, just do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. So it it, it does apply to me. It does apply to me. Yes, but I know. Another thing that that helped us was we had our kitchen remodeled, so we had to take everything out of it, and I only put back what I wanted to keep. That helped. The rest is in the basement that I need to go through and declutter and donate. Yeah. And the same thing with the upstairs bathrooms and closet. So. That was a good way to declutter because we had to remove everything for the, you know, the gutting and all that was a complete, they gutted everything. A good way, but also super duper stressful, right? Yeah, it was months long. (laughs) Yeah. And same thing. I mean, we still quote boxes of clothes sitting in the garage and I'm like, if we haven't worn these, we probably don't need them. We can just go through them and donate them. Yeah. So finding the time to do that. So what, um, give me some strategy. You're kind of already talking about the daily tasks, but like, but yeah, give me a strategy that has had a really positive impact on your home. The container concept, although admittedly, Scott will say this, I push that to the limit, (laughs) but um, I'm slowly embodying that concept of the container and, you know, the other stuff has to go that doesn't fit. That's made a big difference. And, and then I, I realized today that my, my life and, and the issues I have with thinking I don't have enough time, it's, it's like my life is a container and there's only so much I can fit into it. Yep. So if I want to have time for the decluttering, then I need to jettison some of the things I'm doing now. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I finally feel like it's my turn. <laughs> yeah. I'm having fun and thinking... Italian classes and watercolor and dance classes and having a lot of fun, but. Well, I don't want you to not have fun. I want you to have fun, but I know. <laughs> but, I know. but you're right. There does come a point where you're like, okay. And I think part of that is that all of those are great things. All of those are fun things. You love them all. And it's like, 
the same way I collected stuff that I loved and I thought was cool and that I always wanted to have. If I tried to keep them all, then I didn't enjoy my house where it's like, okay, it makes life more stressful when you have too much of all those things. So Scott, how have, how has the container concept helped you in your home? Tell me, uh, evaluate things, see if I need to need to you know, have them in my possession or not. And so to look at things more critically and then to, you know, put them in a, our box for donating to the charities so we can get rid of it. We have too many, you know, sometimes we'll have too many containers. So we got to cut down the number of containers that we have too. So, yeah. Yeah. But I find it works best when we work together and communicate and uh, give each other support to do the things that we need to do and still have fun, you know, living our lives as well. Yeah. Do you follow the five step process when you're working together on decluttering the trash, easy stuff, duh? Right. questions do you do you follow those i mean does that help at all to kind of have a outside process to follow so that it's not you saying do this do that but it's like let's just follow the list does that help at all when we've done it it has <laughs> yeah. yeah when we when we made this concerted effort to do it together yes yeah and and i love the that it's a no mess way because i think you do end up with a bigger mess when you start piling oh. things or yeah. Stuff I think it's a disaster. Yeah. I mean, it's just a recipe for disaster for me, for sure. What about, um, you had on your sheet, the take it there now, is that something that you found to be helpful for you? That's really helpful for me. Cause then I don't get the piles back this afternoon. I was doing, I, I was doing some decluttering Yay! yay in my bedroom. And that's what I did. I just took it there. I kept just taking it there if it didn't belong or getting rid of it or putting it away and I got it done that's awesome Scott do you resist that at all I don't know if it's resist or just be uh nonchalant about it I guess or apathetic maybe <laughs> like ah, eh, it can't be that big of a deal right <laughs> but I've, I've noticed if I ignore things and becomes invisible invisible clutter and yeah it just sits there. And then one day you realize what's that sitting there for? Yeah. Then you go put it away, but it's easy. So quickly it becomes invisible. You know. I know. I know. Yeah. So it's like, I might as well deal with it while I'm standing here thinking about it. And it's in my hand. If I deal with it, then it's going to become invisible anyway, but it'll be put away and not be something that all of a sudden one day makes me go, wait, what happened here again? Yeah. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. For those who've been listening for a while, you may have heard me talk about how time is a container. It's a finite thing. And if I try to squeeze too much into the time that I have available, I get 
stressed and anxious. Therapy can be a place to talk through realistic priorities and goals, helping you deal with stress and anxiety when your days feel overwhelming. It's been great for me to talk through setting boundaries and improving coping skills with a therapist. BetterHelp is entirely online. That makes scheduling convenient and flexible. To get started, you just have to fill out a brief questionnaire that will match you with a licensed therapist. If needed, you can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash clean. I am so excited to be working outdoors in my garden again. Fresh air and sunshine really do affect my mood. I'd rather spend more time outside and less time inside making dinner. That's why I love using Prep Dish. It helps me get our meals planned and prepped for the week. I receive a weekly meal plan in my inbox every Friday that fits my family's eating style. There are four to choose from. Each comes complete with recipes, a grocery list, and a detailed plan that walks me through a short prep session and sets me up for success for the coming week. Prep Dish's step-by-step meal prep plan only takes about an hour of prep each week, which I can work into my routine pretty easily. I can then get healthy homemade meals onto the table incredibly quickly throughout the week because the prep work is already done. If you're ready to free up some brain space, I've got great news for you. I got you two weeks free so you can try out the prep dish meal plans for yourself and see if they're a good fit for your family. Just go to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for a two week free trial. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. You won't regret it. Well, let's talk about some of the situations that you want to discuss, the situations or questions that you want to discuss. Um, Well, I I realized the first two that I had here were related because I feel like I lack the time a lot of days and what I think I need. So what I think I need is a a plan. So what is a strategy for coming up with a plan based on this perceived lack of time? I'm not going to say it's a lack of time because that's kind of lying to myself. This perceived lack of time that I can stick with and make progress each day. Yeah. I think a couple of things here as you're saying that you're like perceived lack of time, lack of time, which gives me the thought that you are looking at the time, looking at the calendar and trying to figure out before you start exactly how much time you're going to have to spend and what you'll be able to get done in that time. And therefore, when should this, when is the best time to do this? Of course. So like the obsession with time is actually the problem. Okay. So you said, you know, that the no mess decluttering method, you follow that, you see the impact of it when you follow it. So remembering that it does not require or need any set amount of time set aside to be able to do that. We don't have to wait until Thursday afternoon or all day Saturday or summer break or whatever. We don't have to wait for any specific time because I can make progress and only progress in any amount of time that I have available. So it's like when you start to catch yourself thinking, time is the issue. Think, wait a minute, I'm problem solving ahead of it. And instead of problem solving, 
I'm going to get a black trash bag or recycling bin or whatever I've already got. I'm going to start throwing away trash. Like, so it's like, let that be a hesitation that you experience. Like, oh, when am I going to wait? I'm not going to worry about that. I'm just going to throw away trash. And then in the same amount of time that you were analyzing and stressing, you'll be making progress. And then every time that you do that, it starts to shift this idea of not having enough time into, oh, that's right. I can make a progress in any amount of time. And then it's like, okay, I have a, I got rid of trash. So I'm going to do some easy stuff. Anything here that has an established home, I'm going to go take it there right now. All right. I'm going to do this. So even if I only end up having a minute and a half, I have still made progress because my goal is better and less. Right. And so that that's the answer to the stress about time is to say, I'm taking time out of this and saying, I'm just going to make progress in any amount of time. And I'm going to do it in a way where it doesn't matter when I have to stop. I think doing that consistently and seeing results would build momentum. And yet the word consistency can backfire when you are thinking here I am right now. I've never been consistent about such and such, whatever. And the answer is consistency. Yes, consistency is wonderful. And that is the goal. Of course it is. But the answer isn't consistency. The answer is throwing away trash right now. So I'm saying, so because you will never be consistent until you've done something today. But if you're like, well, I'm not going to do it today because there's no way I'm going to do it tomorrow. And there's probably no way I'll do it the next day. So why do it today? Because I can't start being consistent today. But if you throw away trash today, then the chances of you throwing away trash again tomorrow are so much higher because of the visible improvement that you saw today that then reminds you and inspires you to do a little bit more tomorrow. And then once you've done it tomorrow, you're on your way to consistency, but you can't be on your way to consistency today. Does that make sense? And I, I'm just saying that because that is something that I struggle with and that I have to identify as a, wait a minute. I'm obsessing over consistency to the point that I'm not doing anything today, where if I do it today, I've done it. And if I'm not consistent, I'm still better off than I was when I hadn't done it, but I was wanting to be consistent. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah. But but you're right. Consistency will show you that, but also doing that today for five minutes will show you that. You'll see the power of five minutes by doing five minutes today. Doing five minutes today will inspire you to do five minutes tomorrow. Doing five minutes tomorrow after having done it today will really inspire you because you'll be like, wow, I've made so much progress in five minutes twice. Okay, then I'm more, it it just, that's how you build, but it's the, what am I doing right this second? That's what I've got to focus on. Because this is me, how, how I, my brain will go is I'm like, what's the point of doing this today when I'm not going to have time to do it again tomorrow, which really doesn't make any sense. And yet that's where my brain goes. Like, that's how, that's how I think of it. I'm like, well, you know, no, tomorrow I'll start being really good at this thing where I could have already done this today, which would then put me in a position to be able to do really good at that thing in the future. Okay. Scott, do you have things to say? Cause I see you smiling. <laughs> well, it sounds like almost like, do you know, uh, Dave Ramsey, the financial uh-huh. 
Here's this debt snowball where you pay off the smallest amount first so you can get that sense of reward and accomplishment of doing something. And then you move on to the next next big uh, bigger amount. So I mean, I I'm not a mental health person, but I'm pretty sure it's the same psychological, you know, thing going on there, right? Is that that reward? Yes, experiencing success. Like I have done the thing as opposed to working toward the thing. I've actually done the thing. And that's where the counting trash as part of decluttering and counting it as success, even if I don't finish the whole decluttering process, there's so much value in that because you feel like, because you have done it. So you have experienced, yes, I can do this. I can be successful, which then moves you on and eventually builds that momentum that you want. But it's, I know it's easy to talk about. <laughs> and then it's a different thing yeah. to do it, right? You know, when he was in the Navy, we moved 10 times in six years. So oh, wow. we were always getting rid of stuff. <laughs> now that we lived in one place for 26 years, it's, it's just uh, amazing how things pile up. I mean, it really is like that. And I think too, kind of the naturalness probably of you moving all the time and having to declutter. And then it's like, I don't have to do that anymore. And then it becomes a, wait a minute. That was kind of nice back when I was forced to do that. Right. A little bit. Um, yes. Yeah. And we will not have a basement the next place we move. So welcome to my world. <laughs> you have it back to Texas. Tennessee. Okay. So they don't have basements there either. Uh, you can build a house with a basement, but it's, um, it costs significantly more. Ah, yeah. Okay. Well, what's the next, uh, situation or question you want to discuss? My, my question I have here is how do I overcome overwhelm and get started? I, I think it's what we were talking about. I think it's that redefining success as the success is the getting started. And so it's like, okay, whatever that looks like. And according to the, my decluttering process, it's throwing away trash. You know, I'm, I'm going to throw away trash and count that as decluttering and reminding myself that I'm not making any decisions. Like if you get to the point, if you start to, if you say, I'm going to throw away trash and you find yourself going, Oh, is that trash? Is that, is that trash? Or could I, do I, it's not like move to the next thing. Cause we're just worrying about trash right now. So like the most obvious, easy, non-emotional zero decision trash is what we're talking about. And that makes an immediate impact. It gets you started and gets you ready for the next thing. Cause it, the other thing to not underestimate is that as your brain is identifying trash, it's also seeing what else is in this space, which is the power of that. Look, look, always look, you know, like the, the unknown is what's scary, but knowing what's there, you're like, you start to adjust to, okay, I could do this. And as you're doing the trash step, your brain is, is doing that. It's switching over into, okay, now I know what's there, but like those first three steps of the process, trash, easy stuff, and dead donations are zero decision, zero emotion. And so reminding yourself too, that even if all I do in this space is the first three steps. And once I get to any kind of decisions, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to deal with the stuff. That's no decision you're going to make a huge impact on that space. I mean, like, it's kind of shocking how just those first three steps, which I feel like some people 
traditional decluttering people are like, that doesn't count as clutter. Oh, we count it, right? Because it has to be dealt with. So go ahead and get that stuff out. And then you may get to the point, you will either get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm done, but the space is so much better and you feel successful. Or you'll get to the point where you're like, okay, now this space isn't that overwhelming to me anymore because it doesn't also have all this other stuff in there that just needed to be dealt with. Have I solved all your problems? No. Well, I have, I have a big problem with sentimental clutter. Okay. Also, um, the way I had to empty my parents' house because it was during COVID wasn't anything like I had ever pictured it would be. Yeah. Uh, it was done on video with a, a dear friend who saved a few things for me, you know, some antique things and things that been my grandparents. So um, I think that's part of the reason I, I cling so much to that sentimental clutter and uh, I have a hard time letting it go. Follow the same process, the same process that you would do for non-sentimental things, follow it for sentimental stuff. Meaning like, give me an example of something that has felt um, overwhelming to you that's sentimental. My mother's first set of revereware that she bought in the 1950s when she got married and cooked all our family meals in. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you needed the 1950s set of Revere, I don't actually know what you said, but anyway. Um, Revereware. Yeah. Revere. Revere. Okay. I was thinking Riviera. Revereware. Now I can picture the spelling in my head and that helps. <laughs> um if you were looking, if you needed a set of 1950s Revere wear, where would you look for it first? In the basement. Okay. So is it in the basement right now? It is. Okay. Is the goal for the basement to be storage? I mean, it's right fine if it is. It's fine. Well, if it is. right now it is storage, but we won't have it when we move. Okay. So let's, let's talk about your hypothetical house. All right. So what are you picturing? Are you picturing smaller than what you have now? Like in your ideal world, what kind of a house are you picturing that you'll move into? It'll be roughly the same square footage, except it will not have the basement. Okay. The basement's not included in square footage because it's underground. Will you have um, a storage space there? Do you think? Attic. Okay. Maybe. Scott uh, shook his head. No. No. Attics okay. are hit or miss whether you get one or not. So. Okay. All right. So let's, in let's town. assume, yeah, let's assume that this house is just going to be your living areas and your kitchen and your bedrooms that you want to be guest rooms for, you know, adult kids coming home or whatever. Okay. So in this imaginary house that is going to be reality at some point, if you needed a 1950s set of Revere wear, where would you look for it first? I know you don't have a definite answer. I just want you to say, where's the first place in this house where you would look for it? Probably in a closet. It would be in a storage area. Okay. I would think if it's something we needed, we would replace another set of dinnerware that is not sentimental Yeah. and replace it. So if, if you're thinking through the process and you say, I'm picturing it on the closet, okay? Now- Taking it there now, even if this is like picturing it in your head, I know we're talking in hypotheticals here, which I don't love to do, but when you get to there is, is, are you willing to give that space for this? I am willing, but I don't want to be willing to. Does that make sense? 
I, I know what, I know what you're saying. Okay. So Scott's thing is the ideal in that, okay, if I want to keep this and I don't want to store it, I mean, you're basically telling me you don't really want to just store this thing, but you just can't get rid of it. So are you willing to replace your dishes with it? I, I don't think we need to do that. I mean, what we have works for us. I just have all the memories. I'm the thinking other thing. Two, two sets of dinnerware. So a box, yeah. a box is, is stressing you out. I can see it on your face. The box of all these things is stressful. You want the positive memories from it, right? Yeah. So would one serving dish from the set be something that you would be either would have room for it in your cabinet, or you would be willing to replace something. And then that yeah. one dish only brings positive memories because yeah. but when yeah. it's a box, it's frustrating. And it's like, I shouldn't have these. Oh, I, you know, am I really going to devote space to this? So that's negative memories, which is not what you want to associate with these things. I did that with our, uh, like our casual wedding dishes. Mm -hmm. I kept two place settings and then I donated the rest. And are you good with uh, that? I I'm good with that. So it's like that could be the answer to keep one. Every morning with my coffee, I use my mother-in-law's uh, long handled teaspoons. I just love those for that. Like you don't use them in your normal everyday eating, but I use them in that. And it's like, I don't have to have all of her dishes, even though they all felt sentimental to me, but I have all the positive feelings from those four long handled spoons that sit in my regular old thing. And I see them every day. And I literally every day when I use it, I think I love this. I love this spoon. Well, isn't that what you want, right? Is to have a yeah. consistent memory that's positive experience. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like you're ready to get there sooner. The reason I go through the process is sometimes it just takes you a moment to be like, because you're like, I don't know, I shouldn't, but okay, well then let's talk through it. Like, where is, where does it need to go? I mean, you know, where would you look for it first? Is there room for it there? Are you willing to put it there? And then it's like, oh, okay, there's, there's an option here to be able to keep just one or three, whatever, you know, as long as there's space for it in the container. Can we put you on speed dial? <laughs> no, <laughs> you can listen to my book over. Like I, it's so funny in the group, several people have been like their app or whatever shows them how many times they've listened to it. And she was like, somebody was saying today, I think that, um, like it shows that she's listened to it for like six days of her life or something. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, no, no. <laughs> I, I do hear your voice in my head. <laughs> Sorry about that. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, 
you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. I think, uh, you know, we want to make the study a place for Joanne to do her crafts and stuff. So we need a strategy or what would be a good strategy to make the study ready for that without shuffling all this stuff around? Uh, what else in there now? Well, mostly it's the second bedroom became a dumping ground when one kid left and it just all needs to be gone through. That's why I go through the, you know, the time, I go back to the time thing. It all needs to have the decluttering process worked on it. Yeah. I think right there, try to recognize when you're saying, because you you said that about some of the stuff in the basement too, it needs to be gone through. That feels less productive, I think, in your brain than decluttered. Decluttered does not mean everything has to leave, right? Like, you know that now that it means either things are given a real home or they leave the house. But gone through feels like I'm going to sort it into piles and then step away and it's just going to still be a mess, right? In my mind, at least it does. So right now it's basically just a storage space, yeah. but you you yeah. want it to have the function of being a craft room. Right. Yes. Okay. Will it also still be a guest room or not? It has a small, a full fold out uh, couch in it. And you do want it to still have that purpose? Most it can. Likely, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's fine. Um, so picking the number one use, you know, it sounds like for both of y'all, you're saying this needs to be, would you say art studio or how would you call it? What do you want to call well, it? It's, it's my study right now. I'm a writer. Okay. Okay. So it's your, it's your study, your office mm-hmm. space. Okay. So it's like, that's the number one thing. It can also have something where somebody could sleep in here, but its purpose is not to be a guest room, its purpose to be, is to be the study where a guest could sleep, right? So yeah. as you go go through those things, all these things in there don't have a home at this point because they've just kind of drifted into there. So it's item by item asking the questions. So it's like if it's in boxes, you know, first, first of all, you just look in the room and you say, what trash can I access and see easily? And let me just get that out of here because that's going to be less stuff to deal with. Okay. So it's, I've, removed that layer of things. And then, okay, is there anything in here that's easy? It actually has a home somewhere else, but somehow it drifted in here. I'm going to get that out. I'm going to say, what donations can I see without opening up all the boxes just of what I can see? Am I going to get that out? And then uh, as you start going through a box at a time or a thing at a time, an item at a time, it literally is just the, where would I look for this first? It's either in this room or it's somewhere else. It's where in this room would I look for it? Where, you know, because your goal is for these things to be gone, to not shift them into another room that's now going to be the drifting area. But instead it's like, where would I look for this first? And then really, really, really focus on that. Take it there now. 
it feels slower, but it's real unbacktrackable progress. And so it's the, I'm going to take it there now. And I'm going to deal with the reality of that space. If I take it there now, and it turns out that I already have four of these, then it's like, oh, this just goes in the donate box. Right. But as long as I'm thinking, oh yeah, no, no. I, I know for sure this goes in, uh, on the shelf in the garage. And I set it aside to do later. I don't know what's on the shelf in the garage. I don't know if maybe we got rid of that shelf in the garage. I don't know if that shelf in the garage collapsed because there was so much stuff on it. You know, I mean, like all this stuff because it's just this hypothetical in my brain. And so it hasn't actually moved forward, but it's like really focus on that. We're going to do the take it there now. Thankfully you're working together, you know? And so some that can kind of maybe reduce the up and down the basement and all that kind of stuff that you're going to do. Uh, basement stairs, but it's the take it there now, deal with the reality of that space with the goal of getting out anything that I would not look for first in my study. Not just this room, but in my study with the function of this being a study. And most of that stuff is probably just going to have to leave, right? And be donated. But it lets you, instead of just thinking, I can't donate all that stuff, it lets you have the process of if it deserves to be in my home, then it deserves a space, but it can't be in here because it's not something that would I would look for in the study. Does that sound doable? It sounds doable very slowly. <laughs> and yet, I think once you get started on it, I think you'll be surprised at how fast it will go. Because as long as it's just this room that has to be dealt with, and you just kind of have an idea of what all's in there, it feels like it's going to take forever. But as you make a little bit of progress and you're like, oh, I just stuck most of that stuff in this box, just went into a donate box. Okay. That was actually really fast, which then makes you have a different perspective on the next box and then the next box. And it really does start to build that momentum. I believe that. And we've, I've got four years before we move. So I'm starting now. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not rushing to do it at the last minute. Well, and two, everything that leaves your home makes your house easier to manage and more enjoyable now and frees up time for you to go to your dance lessons. You did say dance, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it, it does. I mean, like it, you will enjoy the next four years so much more with everything that leaves the house and, and, and you'll be getting ahead. Well, some things I look at and I say, I'm not moving that. So that's pretty easy. Yes. You know, I don't need to keep it. Yeah. Yeah. For the next four years, it's just, let's declutter down to like, ideally what would be in this house or what I would never want in the next house. And then it's going to make the moving process so much simpler. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is there anything else y'all wanted to talk about? I don't think so. Joanne? Well, I, I appreciate that, that you acknowledge it helps to have, for me to have affirmation. I like to be affirmed. Yeah. I like somebody to notice um, when I try to do something anyway. Somehow I need that. I should probably get rid of, declutter that need too. <laughs> well, but, but I think that's where the value of visible progress comes in because it is affirming to just see the results of this, you know, and also those before and after pictures, those before and after pictures go so far in letting you get that affirmation without having to make somebody give it to you. You know what I mean? Like just say, okay, oh, did I really do that much? I have proof right here. I can swipe back and forth between this is what it looked like 
16 minutes ago, and this is what it looks like now. And there is a difference. I made an impact on this. I really love that idea, Dana, because then it left Scott totally off the hook. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's still going to be affirming, but (laughs) just show him the picture. Say, see, look, look. No, I I think that's a good way to look at it. Just have my own photographic proof and, and be very happy with that. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I want to know what you love about being a kindred spirit. Yes. I, that I'm not alone. I read some of the, the stories of people on there and I'm just like, wow, it's not just me. Yeah. Um, and, and people are so honest. They're so very honest. And I admire that because I think it helps the rest of us. And, um, and then there's some good tips on there about what people have done in their own homes. It's, it's just a great supportive community. I mean, yeah ask a question about something and 43 people will, re- will reply to you. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Reply so. to you in the same, using the same processes. Like, so yes. it's, yeah, you're not just speaking it into the void and hoping that somebody has something helpful to say. It's like, no, okay, here's the reminder of what you already know. And then let's really come at it from that angle. Very helpful. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Scott, what do you like about her being a kindred spirit? It, uh, it seems to bring her joy and solace, knowing that she's not alone. And it uh, makes me reflect on my behaviors, see that whether I'm supporting her or not. And if I'm not, then what can I do to, to be better, a better husband and better, uh, better friend, better everything. So, and she deserves it. She's been a great wife for, you know. And you've been an awesome husband. Oh my goodness. Y'all are so sweet. <laughs> yes, he's the love of my life. Oh. He's the love of my life. I knew I was going to marry him, but I didn't him. Oh my goodness. So tell me how you met. I was um, going to the Naval Academy. I was a uh, junior, which we call second class dance at the Naval Academy called the International Ball, where we honor foreign dignitaries, foreign officers, et cetera. So me and my roommate thought we'd go to that International Ball and meet a good looking French short. Italian woman or something like that. And I met a girl from California (laughs) (laughs) and he met a girl from, where was she from? Pam? Uh, Maryland, I think. Maryland. And so, uh, yeah. And she was going to a college in Baltimore that I swore I would never go to meet girls at because it was such a cliche for midshipmen to go to the school. And I wasn't a big cliche guy. So it was an all women's college till the end of my freshman year. So we always had midshipmen on campus. They basically imported girls for the dance. And they told us we'd be, um, because I was an international relations Russian major, they would, that we would be escorted by midshipmen who spoke the language that we were studying. So when he asked me if I wanted an escort, I looked up at him and I said, so what language do you speak? And he, he looked down at me and he said, English. <laughs> <laughs> but he was impressive all the way around. So. Oh, here we are. And it's life and life involves stuff and managing stuff and working together is uh, just such a gift that I hope you guys are really, I think you are, I feel that you are very thankful to be on the same page and that's really going to take you far as you go through the next four years and the move and all that. So, so and, and thank you for all the work that you do, Dana, because it impacts us 
in a big way in our house. So we're well, really grateful you. for that. Thank you. All right. Wasn't that just the cutest, right? Wasn't that fun? Uh, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope that you got some things out of it and it was helpful for you. Don't forget, if you want to be a patron of the show, go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. All right. I will talk to you all next week. Bye.